was as if he kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Hey, how you doing? All right, you got me on that one. Yeah, that's got I about. did. You were distracted there for a little bit there, mate. <laughs> oh, I was having a wee giggle. I was, I was having a wee giggle, but I was waiting for um, Let's Talk Sports, Scott Brown and Nathan Snade. And Wouldn't that's we like ex- it. Wouldn't we like that's it. That's exactly how it is. I'm just going to turn up my headphones there. That's a little bit better. I can now hear myself clearly. Uh, show number one six three. I'm looking forward to um, I'm looking forward to one six three in sports because boy, do you get some crackers, Scott Brown. Uh, welcome to today radio studio four in Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. You should know my voice by now. I am Nathan Snade, and across from me, me old mate Scott, and the weather is Baltic, but you've got your shorts on, buddy. Oh, always, mate. I can't be bothered getting changed, so apologies to any of the viewers, not listeners, because if you're listening, you can't see what I'm wearing, but apologies if you're... But uh, exactly. I am representing, got my little lines kit on, long day with little lines, over 100 kids down. Oh, lovely getting young kids into, uh, a, into, into sport. On yeah. a Sunday morning. Still always space for a few more, so make sure you get booked in. Um, <laughs> well done. Yeah, it is It is fresh out there, a bit of chaos during the week with the snow, yep. uh, a few days off school for some, lots of ice. Yeah, what's on the menu today? Can, can I just interrupt you? What did you do today at Little Lions? What do we do? What do you do? What are, you, what are we, your activities? Did, are, they, are they kicking, throwing, jumping? Did, what are they doing? We did running. Running? Yeah. Or get, keep, keep them warm, but you are indoors. Yeah, yeah. So we went, I went a bit, uh, you sit there, obviously sit there the night before and try and come up with something different. Uh, you try and, you know, you've got your theme each week. Uh, and I was like, I've done this one before, but it's been a while since we did it. So basically we created a racing track where the kids can sort of charge round like over obstacles and other no, things no, no, or no, more, just, just... more just like weaving in and around the segment of the gym you know you've got the, the boundaries that you've got to stay in you run around as fast as you can and then with the smaller ones they're obviously you're trying to um, get them to get that sort of separation from the parents so little trick is uh, you give them a ball which is their tyre if you like and obviously if you've got two balls you've got two you know you've got a set of tyres two tyres so but to hold on to both the balls you then can't hold mummy or daddy's hand can you so you're trying to get them to, you know, the parents to run around with them, but them to run independently around. And Weaning, like it can be a challenge. I remember when I was a kid at school, I was, I was one of the, I was one of the criers. I, I didn't want to leave my mum. Really? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was that quick. I can imagine yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly, and I'm not one to be wearing shorts on a, on a day when it's been like minus seven. Yeah, and uh, well, I haven't got, I haven't got sandals on, you know, or the flip flops, whatever. <laughs> jangles, jangles. You know why they call, call them jandals? Why do they call? Jet them jandals in New Zealand because we call them Japanese sandals. Does Japanese more? There you go. See what things. I mean? Pub quiz. <laughs> you know, pub you pub, like that, that one? Is, that is top shelf pub yep. quiz. Uh, what's on the menu today? We've got number 163 in sport. Uh, the 21st of January on this day in sport. A few birthdays as well. Live golf or not. More drugs in sport. Love a bit of drugs. Uh, and then Luis Reese Zamet. In sport? Or? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. 
Uh, and then you've got the Investec Champions Cup results. Uh, we've got the BGL football roundup from Senor Perez from Les Fus News. And if we've got some time, we may get into underdogs in sport. Everyone loves an underdog, yeah, don't they? Yeah, we do have a bit of underdog. And, and also, I know um, whilst uh, we're together in, in the studio here, I want to talk rugby Six Nations squads that have been announced during the week as well. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. Quite a, that's I actually quite said to Anton he wasn't allowed to mention any rugby on the show last week. I did well, actually, and to be, I'm not going to tell a lie, Anton, I've got your piece of paper here because it was Anton who prepared who prepared it, um, but no, we didn't have, did we have rugby? Yeah, it was about 58 minutes, he managed to get a little bit in He managed to get a glad at him, I just glared at him glared. and started talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, as always, um, I've gone a bit rogue on this one, so number 163 in sport. Um, the first thing we'll start off with is Mohammed Al Kilawi from Saudi Arabia and Shukur Salah from Malaysia both finished their international careers on 163 international football appearances. You've also then got Ven Lirong, Sun Wen from China, and then Geten Tini uh, from France, and they also finished their careers on 163 women's international appearances now 163 pounds in boxing means you would fight at middleweight which is just above uh, 72.5 kilograms uh, and then the next weight category would be super middleweight which is 168 pounds or 76 kilos now the reason i've got this next one in is because i was at the petrol station in contern and you know sometimes you'll hear a car pull up and it just sounds class and it's like Ooh, you know, you just yeah. hear it. I look over, Lamborghini, courtesy car. So not, La- not not one of those, <clears throat> not one of the low cars, not like a summer car. It must no, be a, no, no, it must a, be a, Well, it's an SUV. SUV it's an SUV. Okay. So it's like their, their sports utility vehicle mm-hmm. that they've now released. And this thing looks class and it's not cheap. Uh, you pull up the price. It's called the Lamborghini uh, Urus. Um, and its top speed is, what do you reckon, Nathan? 163 miles an hour. Yeah, miles per hour. Yeah, absolutely. But are you typing it up there? Have a look at it. Yeah, Lamborghini. Um, what's it? Lamborghini Urus. Urus. You got Ooh, it. It's class, doesn't it? But this 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 car just had Lamborghini courtesy car plastered down the side of it. And I was like, oh, that's some courtesy car. Um, here's another one for you. Cara Black former Zimbabwean professional tennis player and a double specialist held the world record of being world number one in doubles for 163 weeks. Wow, that's good going. That's some going, isn't it? Is that three years? Uh, two, it's three, over three years. Uh, yeah, it is. It wow, is. wow, that's wow. wow. That's, um, that's, uh, never, <clears throat> I never heard of her before, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's going into, you know, it's, well, it's not going into Tiger Woods. What was Tiger Woods' one? Tiger Woods' one's ridiculous, isn't it? How long he was world number one for. Find that out there. How long was Tiger Woods world number one for? Now, the next one, this is quite cool. So, obviously, once you get in the zone for, you know, you know picking up these numbers and, and, and trying to link it to show 163, <laughs> what have you got for me? What have you got for me? Well, we've got the number six and we've got the number three. It's not 163, but it is 683. So, the most weeks ranked number one in golf is 683, achieved by Tiger Woods, which was... Between the dates of... Uh, 683, did you say? 683. 683 eight, divided so, by 52 equals... So that's 13 years. But he may have not had the number one status. He may have come off it because he said the most weeks ranked number one. It doesn't say it's ah, there consecutively, is consecutive. So it was between 15th of June, 97 and 17th of May, 2014. 
Um, Mate, that's hectic, isn't it? Um, here's a cool one for you. Wow. So obviously we get a lot about Formula One. Max Verstappen, right? F- providing he has no complications uh, prior to his first race of the season in 2024, it will be his what Grand Prix do you reckon? Yeah. Yep, the numbers one hundred and sixty-three. Be as hundred and sixty-third start. Uh, yeah, is there anyone else up there? Oh yeah, there's loads of them up there. Um, but this is the most interesting one. Uh, so as I said, once you start researching it, um, Ayrton Senna, yeah, tragically killed in nineteen ninety-four at the San Marino Grand Prix. If he'd have been able to race one more time, what number race would it have been for him? Yeah, the infamous one one six three. That's hectic, isn't it? Wow. So they, okay, there's a. I mean, that's that's why I asked how many how many drivers did race one sixty three. You know, think of the uh, uh, not many bigger names of Formula oh, One. Ah, there's, 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 there's a there's a there's a couple. Yeah. You'll get like Michael Schumacher, Lewis Hamilton, um, Rubens Barrichello. A lot of these older older generations, Mika Hakkinen, they're well over one hundred and sixty three Grand Prix. You know, they had really long careers. Um, but yeah, that one. Have you seen the documentary, the Senna, the film on him? No, no, I haven't. Uh, it's been out a few years now, but it's very, very good. And it's only taken me eleven minutes to mention the first film, which isn't, um, which isn't too bad at all, mate. What are you sniffing around there? No, I've just found. I was just thinking of Nicky. I was Nicky Lauda, and I was wondering how many starts he. Um, There's like a Wikipedia page which has got absolutely everything. You know, Formula One driver starts, wins, uh, races without wins or races without podiums and stuff. It's crazy. F1's crazy. There we go. Nick, stats, so I was just looking. I was just thinking, you know, Antsina obviously was, was one of the greatest of all time drivers. And I, was, I think, okay, if I go back, what are, what's, you know, one in, in my memory? What, and so uh, Nicky Loud is the first one that comes to mind. He actually had 177, 171 starts, 177 entries. So six of them he didn't, he didn't actually start. But still, that's, um, yeah. It's still pretty big, pretty good guy. So it's, if you do 163, you're up. You've, you know, you're up there one of the yeah. best. You're an, you're an all-time great. Well, absolutely. And the last one I added, uh, obviously, it was, a, it was a UFC fight on uh, this weekend between Sean Strickland and Brickus Duplessis, the South African. Um, obviously, he gets built up in the social media. They seem to have a fairly good ding dong this morning. Um, UFC 163 was headlined by Jose. Aldo and a chap called Young Chan Sung, who was actually better known as the Korean Zombie. So there you go, the uh, significance of Jose Aldo. He was infamously knocked out after 13 seconds when he went and had a, uh, a dim ding dong with um, old Conor McGregor. Staying on, um, staying on the UFC. That's one of my predictions for this year. Is that I think Israel Adesanya. I think this could be probably one his last year, one of his last years. How old is he it? now? No, oh, I don't know. I really don't know. But I know that he, because he had that bit of a loss to Sean Strickland and um, 293 in Sydney. And I will go as far to say as I think, because just recently, sorry, I'm just going to go way off the cuff here. Just recently, Sean Strickland and uh, Duplessis, the South African, they that went... That was today. That was this morning. Oh, was it? Yeah. Ah, result? Du- Duplessis won. Duplessis yeah, won? Got, uh, split decision, yeah. Oh, wow, because they had the scrap. So, but yeah, no, no, actually, Duplessis actually called out um, how do you say as a, as Israel Adesanya Adesanya yeah. ah okay so, so I was uh, my prediction was that Adesanya would um, win back the middleweight off Sean Strickland but I uh, know because he because he lost so yeah but okay so now he's going to yeah. go, go for Duplessis that's got a, a Kiwi and a uh, South Safra. African going 
going toe to toe in the in, in the ring, like rather, rather than a rugby. Yeah. <laughs> makes it makes a change. Uh, here's uh, a few interesting ones. Here, a little bit sad. This first one, 2019, a light aircraft carrying EPL team um, Cardiff City's record signing Emiliano Sala. Remember it very from French club FC Nantes disappeared near the Channel Islands en route to Wales. Yeah, that, yeah, that's I, right. I remember that very well. Very. Um, that's five years but, but, ago. That's mental, isn't it? It doesn't feel like five years. No. Um, and then 2010, LA Lakers forward Kobe Bryant became the youngest NBA player to reach 25,000 career points at 31 years and 151 days, beating Wilt Cho- Chamberlain by 35 days. John McEnroe in 1990 became the first player to be expelled from the Australian Open since 1963. During the changeover, he stepped in front of a lineswoman he thought had made a bad call, glaring at her while bouncing a ball off his racket. And the rest, as they say, is history. So he got so he got expelled. Yep. So he got but because not, he not just, because he well, glared not just, at her. Not just for that incident. There was obviously a few outbursts after a that. A few warnings pre. Uh, or? Basically, uh, he came out uh, in the press conference afterwards, and he was quite mellow about it. But he said that. The procedure had actually changed, so it's a. It used to be a four-step procedure. So I think it was like you lose, you get a warning, you lose a point, something else, um, and then you're disqualified. Whereas now I believe it's warning, point, disqualified. So they've sort okay. of shortened the process. And he said that he wasn't aware of this. So, but, but that just depends on the severity, right? So lo- logic will tell you if some if a, if a player is behaving poorly that you can go through that route but yeah. if the if the damage is severe enough you can just go straight right sorry pal you're out of here yeah i'm guessing yeah, yeah. i mean mind you with Djokovic, who i'm sure we're going to talk about later in the show he's uh um, yeah, i'll actually put it down you yeah. can get heckled by the guy yeah but he's i mean he's no angel no none of them are none of them what, are. what do you mean none of them are they've all got i think they've all the reality of sport. Nobody's cool. No, no nobody's cool as cu- cool as a cucumber all the time. So they do get rattled, you know. At some oh point. yeah. So I'm I'm talking about Djokovic's misdemeanors that he's had. Yeah. He's he's got a bit of a bad track record. You're a fan of him? No. Well, just the whole vaccine thing. That you was know. The, that was the tip of the iceberg. That was the tip of the iceberg. Well, he's certainly taking a pasting in Australia right now from the crowd, isn't he? They're giving him they're giving him stick. The the Aussies don't let um. Well, as you know, in, 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 in the rivalry with the cricket, the Aussies don't Gone, let anything. It's like, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. like a dog. They just hold on to the back of you, just give you a yeah. shake up every now and then. Yeah, uh, A few birthdays. Laura Robson, British tennis player and Olympic uh, mixed doubles silver medalist. Uh, born in Melbourne, Australia, in, interestingly. Adrian Lewis. English darts player, yep. world champion, PDC world champion in 2011-2012, born in Stoke-on-Trent. And this one here, Jamie Dalrymple. Okay, now I've put this in because it was just a name that popped up and I remember watching him take a disgusting catch, which I'm going to pull up uh, for you, Nathan, and you can have a little... Uh, oh, here we go, Jamie Dalrymple catch. Um, yeah, mate, just watch this here. Um, well, whilst I watch this, can you tell me about... Um can you tell me, did you watch... watch there we go. You have to watch it. Watch your slow-mo from the side. Oh, I, I remember it very well. One of the greatest catches of all time. The only thing is, is because England got a hide in 5-0 in the ashes and then won the one day as afterwards, didn't they? Wow. Wow, yeah. absolute birdie. He takes you, it with his left, he dives. 
takes him with his left one of the okay. okay I'm going to show you one a little bit later um, a little bit later on in our break Ruben Love don't forget this name good chance he might even be an all black fabulous uh, player for the for the Hurricanes so on the weekend they play the um, it's, it's like the rugby versus the cricket cricket match it's a festive it's tournament a big thing down in New Zealand isn't it like they get I mean some of the Kiwis well, some, 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 some of the All Blacks are good players who, yes <laughs> yeah that's right Barrett Geordie Barrett's a, a, a good player Will Jordan's a good player although he didn't, didn't score but Ruben uh, Ruben Love took an absolute blinder the problem it was over the boundary <laughs> Was he? So he was actually mate, over the that, that right, in red. Was he yes, in red? red and he oh jumped my over, god! Flipped, did, did almost at a twist in the air, but caught it. Not almost like not looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't looking mate, at the ball. The, he's over the boundary. Yeah, but he was, about but four meters. Problem mate. is, he's over the boundary. But it, the it catch is, never was. Yeah, the catch never was. Absolute ripper. Yeah, no, so we like I, that stuff. We also go back to the the catch. Um, the Aussie one you're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's sat, so, sat there with a flag. Yeah. Stroking a fag and has a beer, catches it with with his left, throws the ball over with his right, picks up the beer back with his left and, and fag as well. Yeah. Absolute quality. What a legend. Was that? All whilst wearing his stubbies and a, and, and, and a mullet as yeah. well. Stuff legends are made of. That is how it's done, cash. Um, live golf. Gone quiet, haven't they? But I know an approach was made with Tommy Fleetwood and he's just rejected an offer. Interesting. He's only 33, part of that uh, victorious European uh, Ryder Cup team in Rome. Um, but yeah, he seems fairly set on... Um... Now, your mate, Mr. Golf. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah. Does, do, does he talk about Liv Golf? Uh, Liv doesn't really crop up. There's this American, is it the Amex, the American Express tournament that's yep. on at the moment. Very yep. interesting concept. Four rounds... Four different courses, uh, and this is where they're not the most challenging courses in the world, but like the guy who was leading it going into the final day is like minus 26. 26, Ooh, wow. Know. And he was an amateur as well. He's like one of the leading amateurs in the world. Is it is so, the Amex Cup, is it? Is that what it's called? Yeah, or something like that. Um, so the 2024, the American Express, but I've got nothing. But um, obviously... Um, the uh, Live Golf and PGA Tour are still going uh, through this uh, this discussion, I guess, to sort of merge and, and get a seat at the table. So it'll be uh, really interesting. The reason that's sort of come to the fore now is because obviously the Dubai Desert Classic was on in... Uh, um was on in Dubai at the weekend and finished finish today, or is finishing today, isn't it? This American Express you're just talking about is a prize fund with $8.4 million. Yeah. I mean, what... <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. We, we, you just flicked me an article during the week, Ginny, uh, Ginny Walling. I haven't read it yet. Did you read it? Yeah, I read it. Translate. Was but is that is it chuck, her chucking him under the bus? No, she was basically just saying that. Well, yeah, she wasn't chucking anybody on the bus. She's just saying it's very, very challenging to make a career out of or to, to have a career in, in in karate. So she'll go to an event, a European event, and she'll only win like three or four hundred. First, second, or third, three or four hundred um, euros. So it doesn't even pay for her flights. Do you know what Does I mean? Does it change if it becomes an Olympic event or goes back to being an Olympic event? I don't know. Well, it's all about the the promotion of the the event, right? What sponsors they get? Do they get TV? Do they get TV or do they get streaming rights to it? I think that's what it all all comes down to for the sport. So if you're someone like Jenny, I mean, you can't have you, you can't make a living off that. Very fortunate and squash. We're able to make a living out of playing playing leagues yeah. going to in her case going to, to, to fight let's say um, for a team or yeah so I guess karate just ha- hasn't really commercialised itself I'm sure there's things out there where they where the sport will, would be trying to commercialise it, 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 itself but then 
one would think because it's an Olympic sport that the governments would want medals or recognition through the Olympic movement or Commonwealth movement or through World Games. So therefore, the governments would invest into their athletes. You'd think so, wouldn't you? And yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot here, mate. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a few phrases that a couple of phrases that we have in Luxembourg. One's uh, "Let's make it happen." Yeah. Well, it's probably does, does Luxembourg make it happen in sport? Uh, I, you know, I guess that I mean, there are some examples of it. You know, I think we're the new stadium's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good, it's good. and it's the right. It's one could argue it's the right size for the country that we have, or the amount of fans. I mean, you can't, you don't want it too small, but you don't want it too too big, right? But like, it's a from a financial point of view, it's a it's a disaster, is it not? Yes, but we could also argue that we have the money. Tax? Do, do we have the money for to, to yeah. have that that stadium? You could, you could argue that. But so like, maybe, maybe sports could maybe sports can do uh, let's say be, better at filling up the stadium. Like a top. Think of the on the rugby rugby front. We might not be able to fill the stadium for the national team, but perhaps if we look to get a, a, a top fourteen team in or something like that, that stadium's perfect size, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine even some of those teams in the UK or even top fourteen, perfect for Luxembourg. Yeah. Okay, it's a lot of work to do to get a top. 14 team and whether it happens or not I'd love to see it in my lifetime do I think it's going to happen no another another uh, quote let's uh, left sport Luxembourg loves sport does Luxembourg love sport because that quote comes from the, the ministry ultimately yeah I, I don't think so no no I don't think so either I think so why do they why for me why are they coming up with such a quote where, where can they prove that they love the sport it's just about getting more people involved in sport isn't it from a young age I've always said that I think sport's very elitist out here there's a big focus on playing for the national team but prime example is you know if you and I but ING Marathon is a, is a good exa- a good example of, of, of sport and prom- promoting I wonder how much the government are doing I don't know but I mean, what I'm getting at is, if you and uh, if you and I went out to have a kick around and play football, we're more likely. If I go, yeah, let's go down to Samvila and jump on the grass pitch out there, we're more likely to be chased off the pitch. We wouldn't be able to get onto the grass pitch because. Ah, uh, trust me, we could get on. We could. We, we could. could we, we, we could climb over. The if fence, we did it, in New know? Zealand stars just get our car, jump up on the exactly. on the hood, and, and then bounce exactly. over. Yes, we could. No, we'd, we'd get it. We'd get a. But we'd get a bollocking. You just, you just wouldn't do it. But not only that. Even if we go on and we use the Astro to, let's say the the other pitch where they train on, you can't get into there. Yeah, if you know if you know a few people, you can get a kid. Yeah, you, you, you might, but you don't know a few people. But the yeah, average yeah. punter can't take his kitty down and go and and and. Exactly. And so where do you go? And, where do you, you know? We used to. It was like after school, we used to grow up and. It, well, probably literally in the str- in the street, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the road. But then you can't play. You're not going to encourage kids to be playing on the roads that we've got in Luxembourg with these Lamborghini SUVs going down the road, yeah, are we? Miles so yeah, does really. Luxembourg love sport? I would say I would say no. And then when you look at these the the Olympic athletes, well, you know, you likes of that that don't make a lot a lot of money. Swimming, um, karate, as Je- Jenny's pointed out, then you know, if if the government are not going to pay them, you know, salaries. I, well, you got the army, I guess. You can do the time in the army, so you do get a salary and you can yeah, go yeah. off and go off, off, on and It's also achieve. interesting with the, when you said about the small state games and there was that concern about the money that had been spent on a 
it was it was four hundred thousand, and it, but it wasn't from the ministry, right? That was the Cossel having a kind of I think a little wee dig at the ministry, because the Cossel did not have the money to fund all these athletes to. Well, didn't have the money. They did have the money to, to pay, but it was a stretch. And they were. Thinking, well, I know there is a new sports minister, so we should. I've got to find out his name again. But we will. Uh, has it been? Has he been announced? Has yeah, it? I think so. I read something on Instagram. We'll um. We'll have. A, I'd, be, I'd love to. I'd love to get get, get him get the sports minister. But I, I just love to know. Well, what the plan the, is? No, we know what. The, yeah. Well, yes. One, what the plan is, but what's what's the financial plan? Do they? Are they? Do they have a but? Do, do they have a budget? Does is he arguing or, or is he trying to push? The government for more money. The sports ministers are trying to get more more money, and if they are trying to get more money, where do they want to go to it? Do they take the athletes like the Olympic Games? And we 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 know athletes. In fact, coming in on Wednesday, we have got Julie Maynan. Um, you know, you think the summer's Julie, um, Julian, Haynes. Ju- um, Julian. We've had Pitt in as well. We've had um, uh, Fabia, um, uh, Remy Fabiani. Remy Fabiani in. Um, so. We've we've had these guys in, and there's not. It's not like these guys can make money out of swimming. They've yeah. got to be doing other other things, but, and that's concerning because. But it's a lot, it's also you know I think obviously you've got the you know, the, the the relative success that the two Schleck guys had, you know, with cycling and stuff, and now they're building this big indoor track. Velodrome. Yeah, Velodrome. At what point? When has? Please tell me when Luxembourg has been, you know, when track cycling has been a a priority. A, 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 yeah, you're going to go and spend sixty. I don't know what they're spending. Fifty million, hundred million, whatever. We don't, it is. we don't even have enough rugby pitches, hockey pitches, cricket, cricket. Um, we cricket see, but that's the problem. What you've just said there, because they're not Luxembourgish sports. They're European, uh, not European sports. They're, they're global. British. They're global sports, mate. That's yeah, yeah. what they are. They're well, global sports. What I'm saying to you is, if you're you're talking about a hockey pitch or a rugby pitch or a, what was the other one you just said, a, whatever sort of pitch. But you know, out here, they're not priority sports. Okay. Your priority sports are football. Basketball, handball, volleyball, maybe athletics as well. I'll indoor, probably get chucked indoor, under the bus for indoor, not saying indoor indoor sports primarily. Yeah, yeah. Just need more grass pitches, you know. Okay, well let's go. Let's link, go to the Olympic Games. Yeah. Um. Well, I said it. Swimming, karate. Where we've got more chance of get, get winning a gold medal through an individual through a Shao Grethen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've got more chance of winning a gold medal in an individual sport than we are in a team sport. Those team, those sports that you just rolled out are all team sports. So, what what, what are we? We're trying to put, put Luxembourg on the on the on the map. Yeah. When we do well in sport, we do. Um, it means our, our diplomatic relations can be stronger. Why does Saudi Arabia do it? Why do Russia do it? Because they're doing it with they call it's called sport washing, but they're doing it to improve their try and improve their yeah. their image and their relations their their um, political diplomatic ties, aren't they? Yeah. Luxembourg. Quite interesting, though, that you wouldn't get, you know, you will not hear a bad word said about it here, though, will you, from anybody? Because it's clearly, if you can't make a living off it, it's not really professional. I don't, you know, yes, if you pick up money. I've been, but how I, 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 as I said to you before, I've been paid to play, but I wouldn't have considered, you know, there are parts of my career where I could have considered myself professional, but so largely enough, no, I wouldn't have been a professional sportsman. Why? Because you don't make enough money from it. You know? Even, even, I, but if if you played, let's say, in the UK and you played the tier one, you would be you you wouldn't need to work, would you? How do you mean you played tier one? Tier one, not the not the Premier League, but the one. You know, I think oh, you, had, you had a double in the Championship. Be harder in the Championship to, be, to make a living out of that. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't do that for your whole career. You could do it for a bit on the couple hope, years, yeah. on the hope that you would kick on. Yeah, um, but yeah, that would be hard. Different in France, you've got the two professional leagues. That's very different. 
Um, and then you've, they've got like they've added in a few more leagues. I think they call National One and National Two and stuff. Um, so there's, more, there's, there's so many more opportunities for that. You yeah, know, those professional. The, the big question is, is how much do the athletes want as well, right? So obviously they need to be able to live in the in, in the country. We know in Luxembourg it's a it's an expensive place to live, and the, and the, and the big ones are they need to be able to to travel. They need a, they need accommodation. All the other services are there. There's no doubt about it. All the the rehab facilities. There's no doubt about it. Our, our medical um, side of things is 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 pretty good. Um, but no, you, you you want these guys to be able to for their period of of for Jen Jenny's case. You want them to cash in. You know, it's, I think. It's yeah, I would say so. cash in because that's the nature of the sport as well. But to be able to perf- perform at their best for a lengthy peri- uh, for a lengthy period, to be able to say they give it their best. But then again, what time does the, the ministry pull the plug? Do they keep you know, keep going on if she wants to? I don't think you can't, with something like that, you can't run it like a business, can you? You can't run it to, you know, financial it for financial gain in that instance. As an, indivi- as an individual? You no, know, no, I mean, or you, can't, you can't run it. You can't sit there and look at your 30 or your 40 elite athletes or whatever. You can't sit there and be like, right, this is the money we're pumping into it. What's our return? Well, I think you there, can. Yeah, I think there is there is no return unless you can get some of them to get to an Olympic final, final or absolutely in, in swimming or, or so whatever that Shao, might be. Shao Griffin, as an, a classic example, yeah. would, you know, would receive the funding that he deserved because he's got into an Olympic Olympic final. He's flying that Luxembourg that Luxembourg flag. Yeah, you know, but then it, it, you always compare it to other other. Um, other countries and stuff where the the priorities are, you know, if if your priorities are sport, then, you know, that is about, you know, it's only going to project the, the country in a good light, which well, is a good I, thing. I've raised that one about New Zealand with the, with the rowing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they, pump, they, they pump on approximately 5 million New Zealand dollars per year. And that's about not, 40 euros. <laughs> New Zealand dollar is, is, is decent enough. Like, oh, okay. Um, but so they pay about five five million a year, and I will go as far to say that in twenty four Olympic Games they won't, I don't I don't think that New Zealand Roman will get a medal. I, I don't they they always have had a medal. We always pick up four or five medals. Um, you always get it. It's I don't like think they will in twenty twenty four. So that's a you could say well just spent five five million um, five million this year, but we're not going to get a medal. Well, that's, but that's the interesting thing because if they have got a medal before your. Um, uh, your funding is based on your performance at major sporting events, and that's how it works. Right, in the UK exactly. as well. Wheelchair, look at world championships. Yeah, yeah. Look at like look at individual sport. Yeah. So like you know, like a Charles Griffin. Yeah. Um, you got to the Olympic final. Happy days. You're only getting one thousand euros a month. You're going to get two thousand euros a month. I don't know the numbers. I'm just plucking out numbers there. That's how it should be. Uh, they have a there's a big uh, one of the sport funding big sport governing bodies in the UK sport England is a big part of that you know the go. funding that all comes through they obviously have the link to the national lottery I mean look there there are examples of it working out here I guess what the main thing is I think we we just see a lot of opportunity to really push sport on here and it just seems quite slow out here to be done and and I, I believe that all the a lot of these governing bodies don't actually work together they're all very protective of what they have and they don't like to share and stuff like that yeah very very much so but in saying that there are some really cool sporting events we know the cup basketball final is a, is a yeah, yeah the FLBB have got a good thing going at the moment really but, but, but you see something like that that's going to take the, the, the you want to see the benefit of 
uh, you know, putting money into sport. It's not going to happen over six months, 12 months. It's got to be like, oh, what's our goal? It's going to be five years, 10 years, 15 years. 20 years. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Very much so. But um, are they prepared to, we've got, to we've sit got this, and, We've got the stadium now. They're doing sport. We're getting, we, we're certainly, we're, we're performing better in sport. Shell Griffin is another, is, is, is another example. Um, and I think... In the small nations, I think we're proving it. We're, you know, one of the top countries. The only country we're not going to beat in last year was was Malta, but it's because they're cheating buggers. But yeah, yeah, the old passports, huh? The old passports, <laughs> giving them yeah, away. Give them away, exactly, exactly, exactly. Hey, mate, I want to dive into. Um, we, we, we talked about. Oh, so we, we went on a massive tangent there because we're talking about um, li- the live golf there. Have you ever seen a game? I talked about. I asked you the question with Aaron. Have you ever seen a game of live golf? I have ever seen a tournament, rather? No. Nope. Uh, neither have I. It's all, the very, PGA? it's all very quick fire. No, nope, never been up to anything uh, like that. But so but I, I watch the PGA. I watch the PGA. I love the uh, I love the PGA, but I've never seen it. So is it is it whoever's what you know showing the game? Is it Sky Sports? Wherever it's being displayed, it's it's just lives golf doesn't seem to be. It's just quiet. So. It's quiet for a little bit now, isn't it? I'm sure it will come back to the come back to the. Uh, why do you think form? Tommy? Why, why do you think Tommy Fleetwood said? He, why would he reject an offer when you have that much cash? Joining it at a later uh, a later date, it's a quite. A, I find it quite quite interesting as well, right? I maybe, mean, maybe not enough. Um, maybe not enough kashish. Maybe he's just um, uh, team. Uh, well, we had this conversation the other day about something a little bit different, but maybe you know you're happy earning a couple of million a year, and you don't need to earn fifty million a year. You know, it's yeah, very good point. <clears throat> For, you know, Rory McIlroy, I think. I think well, he's earning. I think he's earning a bit more than that. Yeah, but he's also um, he's also starting up his own venture as well. So it look it look really silly if he played live golf. Yeah, it's not a bad not a bad point. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's two. Oh, I said we wouldn't talk about rugby, but no, we're going to talk about. I think it's rugby. important because there's a bit of rugby coming up, and over the weekend, over the last two weekends, we've seen some pretty good uh, pretty good rugby, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, what was the the Heine- It's no longer the Heineken Cup, but it'll always be referred to as the Heineken, Heineken Cup, Cup, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. The European Champions Cup, as it's called. A lot of big results in there. The the final sixteen has, has sort of settled itself down now. Uh, the last couple of games just uh, finishing through. Just on the rugby, do you remember a guy Elton Jantes? Do you remember that name? Yeah, South African played for the Lions because I, and the reason I know that name is because my cousin was his, uh, was the strength and, and conditioning coach of the Lions. So kind of raised him or brought or brought Elton yeah. um, up through that. Well, he he was in the uh, he was he's, he has been in the limelight, shall we say, prior to the World Cup because he was. Uh, having uh, getting friendly with one of the physios or something like this, okay. all, all these things come and he was sent home and all that. Now he's been banned for four years yeah. for doping um, by the South African Institute of Sport. Um, yeah, he obviously won. He was part of the 2019 Springboks World Cup and he's uh, tested positive for a, a drug called clenbuterol, which is Never heard of you it. get it in small doses for an inhaler. But obviously, it has um, it's got like steroid um, effects, um, and it's but it's used a lot now by like bodybuilders because it helps you burn fat. Essentially, jacks up your uh, your temperature and allows you to burn uh, burn fat. Um, so is, is, is there a lot of like is, is there is there a lot of drugs in rugby? Do you think? Um, if you had to take a guess, I mean, you don't. Oh, know, I would you say, to take I would say yes. yes. I would say yes. Obviously, there's lots of naughty stuff going on because I think there's always ways to try and. Is testing is is? Do you, I mean, your brother plays 
decent foot. Uh, not anymore, and, and but like even me, like I, I never took anything, but I was never, I don't remember ever being tested. Yeah, if you're on the, you know, you, and you were on, let's say, the brink to go, let's say, semi, you could have, I mean, yeah, I could have, yeah, but you, you're on yeah. that, you're on that line, so you were, surely you must have seen it. I mean, I've been drug tested. Yeah, but you get, you'll get, we could, we could walk out now, and I would be like, wow, he, he that bloke's on something there. You can, you can just, you can just tell. You'll see boys at the gym, but again, that's for recreational purposes. You know, there's, I'm not sure what the, what the law is out here. Is it illegal to? Supply, but not illegal to take. I'm not sure if you wanted to take, take steroids, like steroids and stuff like that, you know. But that's, you know, it, uh, that, I mean, that, that, that's for the discotheques, right? That's for the lads that want to look a bit. Oh, well, that's to fill out the skinny jeans. You yeah, know? yeah. Okay, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's a bit strange, but also dangerous at the same time because these guys don't really know. Like, in terms of the professional athletes, their doctors are taking them up and taking them down, right? Relatively, I'd say safe. I'd say safely. How do you mean? So they're, they're building them up, but they're also. Taking them, taking them down, like so they with with drugs. So they're not just taking a whole lot of drugs and just leaving them. They're taking other supplements to to keep their body in good shape. Yeah, because they're professional athletes, they can't just. Well, it's, it, just it's dru- drugs, isn't it? It's the whole uh, when we had the, the science. Uh, when we had Massimo on, that's right, yeah. Lad, yeah. yeah. It's quite interesting because you're anything, you know, anything, even taking protein bars and stuff like that could have drugs in it. You just don't know. You it's don't a gamble. Know, yeah. You just assume that it's been batch tested and, and then that makes it okay. And creatine, but, which is very common. Yeah, uh, cre- but creatine's a bit, you know, creatine's a bit different. Normally it's, a lot of that stuff is batch tested, but, you know, you can never be sure and ultimately you are responsible for for what goes into uh, what goes into your body, you know. So in, in El- Elton's case, he's obviously uh, t- taken too much of this uh, this stuff. Throw the book at him, not to play rugby, and, and can't play rugby. Thirty three. That's his career done. I think you know. So if, you, if you're banned for eighteen months, it's going to be sh- four years. Come. He's banned for. Oh, four years. Okay, yeah. so he's, yeah, he's he's Gary Gary gone. Isn't Gary he? gone. I haven't heard that one in a while. <laughs> uh, mate, here's another one for you. Uh, old uh, Luis Reese Zamet. What do you think? This is in the headlines at the moment, yeah, isn't he's, it? He's, he's going to the big smoke, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's, he's certainly fast enough, but does he have the skill set? I mean, I don't think it's even about the skill set. It's more getting up to speed with the way that they play the game. Yeah, that, that it works. Has he played the game before? I don't never, think. Never. He's always said he was a fan. Uh, just to give you a bit of an overview, uh, I think it'd be fair to say he's one of the hottest prospects in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment. He's still young, isn't he? Is he's he still 22. Got, yeah. He's 22, he's got 30-odd caps for Wales, he's played for the Lions, he's been to a World Cup, um, but he's um, been offered, he's been invited to join the NFL's international player pathway. This is part of what they're doing. Jared Hayne, I believe, went down that route. Okay. What's the crack with him? Is he in prison now? Yeah, I think he might just be out of prison, but he did he he did go to prison, wasn't he? I think it was for... What's uh, the crack? Will he, come, will he come back to the NRL? Will they have him back? No, I, I read about him recently, like and in, in, before this, um, yeah, b- before this uh, story got released with uh, Reece Emmett. But I think he might be out now. Jared Haintree, hell of a hell of a player, like, but obviously a complete rogue off the pitch, isn't he? Oh, one of the best of the, well, one, on, in terms of rugby league, one of the best in the in the business. Like he was, but I mean, as you know, when you're in the in the sport, it's not all about. You know, it's, it's it's about how you well you read the play. I mean, Jared Haynes in, in, in this case has been setting people up, scoring. You know, being in the in the right position at the right time. So much of it is the the technical, not not necessarily the physical yeah, yeah. attributes. So, yeah. um, um, but um, 
yeah, basically, uh, my understanding is that literally an hour before Wales's squad was named for the Six Nations, he rang up Gatland and told him what was happening. Uh, he made his debut for Wales in 2020, played in the World Cup. He has been on the Lions tour. And I would argue he's, I wouldn't say he's getting in, you know, but he's young, so he's quick. So he is hot property at the moment. Um, but um, he's walking away from a sport where he is a star. And he's going to basically be working with, uh, you know, the reserve players, trying to learn a brand new sport. It'll, you know, ultimately, his goal will be to make one of the uh, practice squads originally, uh, initially, and then try and kick on. He's, uh, it, it, but it's 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 savage. Like it's week to week. You know, he can be cut very quickly. Um, you know, but even if he got onto a practice squad, you'd only be looking at about two hundred k a year. I say only 200k, $200,000 a year. But I guess it's the goal of, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go and have three three years at this and see how we get on, you know. And if he doesn't make it, rugby will have him back straight away, of course. Of course they will. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Well, it depends on the position of Wales, right? Wales rugby might be, well, we want to be thinking, right? Or you want, you Wales, want to make a play? Wales rugby will probably be bankrupt and be a two th- tier three. Yeah, that's right. That so they, but you'd like to think if you're, if you're leading the Wales fraternity, you'd like to think that you're in a position for him to, if he is going to come back in three years, that he'd want to be, they'd be struggling for a place. You'd like yeah, to yeah. think that there's other Boys 18, 19 year olds yeah, that'll yeah, come yeah. and take us to take um, a spot. Absolutely. I think that's why he's, you know, he's so young and he's come to it, you know, and I'd love to see, you'd love to see somebody crack it. It's almost, I almost compare it, you know, rugby, rugby union and um, the NFL is almost like boxing and MMA. You notice how you can go to one, but you can't go to the other. Yeah. So you've got these these guys who are these MMA fighters, these ex MMA fighters who are crossing over and trying the boxing. Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, Francois Cigano, uh that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but you're never going to see the other guys come back. Yeah, you'll, you'll never see that yeah. happen. But in rugby union, and it's almost like you know the the, I guess the golden egg is boxing, you know, and you know you want to go and get a piece of the pie or whatever. And it's the same with rugby union. You're not going to see guys from the NFL come over and play um, rugby, rugby, rugby rugby union. Rugby union, you just can't. It's just, I think it's one thing to, it's you know rugby unions. Are so you couldn't even sport. you could, like. American rugby could never get the rejects of the NFL. That's what they should be doing, yeah. Mm. That's what they should be. And if, and I would be worried, actually, if the Yanks could get their act together and get that sorted. A hundred percent. Because in, if you if you got... Because the reje- the, these rejects are not necessarily rejects, right? They're damn good players. It's sometimes just on, on the day, that scout or that train, they just didn't... Whatever it is, you know, if you've, whatever was ever, but you're telling me you wouldn't... Yeah, all right, you're not going to make it in the NFL, but actually you can come and be a professional rugby, rugby player. player. Yeah, <laughs> it's scary to think, isn't it? Yeah, that's what they should start up a rugby union pathway from the NFL for these guys who don't make the cut for the combines. You know, you see the MFL combines at the end of the year. These international player pathways, I think there's twelve of them. They're not all going to make it. Of course, they're not. There's another guy, an ex Saints guy, Harry Malinder, goal kicker, and he he sort of fell out of favour at Saints. I uh, went to Japan, and now he's popped up on the radar again, going along as a kicker. There's a couple of them. You can't be, get a, a lot of the Gaelic lads, got Kevin, the Irish lads coming across. Kevin Hastings, he was a... Uh, yeah. He, he turned into well, a cricket, wasn't he? he? Well, he went, didn't he go and play for a club, uh, I don't know, the Scottish Claymores or something in, in uh, NFL Europe, I think it was. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's quite interesting, these, uh, 
you know that that how you can go to one but you can't you can't, can't go come to back the, to the other and it's like yeah it's the nature of the I guess it's the nature of the sport isn't it yeah no definitely hey listen um, before we get Anthony um, onto the show I want to just go through with you what do you think about the squads that have been announced in the Rugby Six Nations not really follow not followed them it. hugely hugely I guess the big one to look at would be the France squad you know a couple I think three of their heavyweights have gone off to play sevens I've seen that. Anton Dupont is training full time with the sevens at the moment, but we're still, but then basically pops back to play for. Is that, is that because of the Olympics? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's a funny video of him basically, yeah, you know, getting involved with. I tell you what, but then after the Olympics, how fit? I mean, he's already fit. How yeah. fit will he would he be after that? Yeah. I mean, gee whiz. I'm, I'm surprised. He's quite a bulky. He's a bulky nine, yeah, isn't he? The one we haven't heard about is Hooper. How he's going with the sevens and stuff like that. Oh, is he Michael Hooper? Yeah. He's going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. The other one is um, in in rugby news is uh, a, a Kiwi gets the Australia third Kiwi to take the Wallabies job. Joe Schmidt. Joe Schmidt. Cool. Cool for Joe Schmidt. I think really good oppo- uh, a very good opportunity. But then I would have thought is that, that almost... was a good opportunity for. I, I still feel for Dave Dave Rennie. I think Dave Rennie has got the culture, particularly working with the Poly- the Polynesian and the Mo- or the Maori players. I think. Why, and, and um... I thought he did a, a really good job with the show. They just they just weren't patient. But maybe the dynamic didn't um, didn't work. And then obviously the 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 carrot for it to have Eddie Jones in. Which proved to be a story, massive, which it? is another story on its own. But still, I think it's a, a good project. They've got two years. You're going to have the Lions. Just, I, I just think Australian rugby need need better, better leaders and a better, better culture at, gra- at grassroots as well. Also, but is that is that not poor form from New Zealand letting go of someone like Joe Schmidt because he was part of the backroom staff, wasn't he? At the well, yes and 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 no, really, because where where would you put Joe Schmidt? He was part of the backroom staff, but then you've now got Razor Robinson who's come in and who's, who's and Joe's not in that. You, you know, not not in that coaching um, fraternity. So, what would you want to do, with Joe? You'd want him as a Super Rugby coach, in, in my opinion. I mean, it's been it, it's it is a closed shop, um, <laughs> closed shop job, isn't it? The All Blacks job. I guess if there's one job you shouldn't grow up wanting to do, it's be the coach of the All Blacks. It's so bloody hard to get the gig, isn't it? So hard to get the gig. But I I would love to have Steve Hansen, um, Fozzie Schmidt, and some of the old uh, Plum Tree as well. Back in with the Super Rugby, with the Super Rugby teams, because I think just being them in the, at the level level down, they're going to produce more and more more talent. I really, I really do. Some of those it's quite interesting. Pete, we, we haven't done this for a while. We, you know, we need to uh, we need to do another long podcast. This was a good old waffle on <laughs> this <laughs> evening, isn't it? Um, as always, it's Sunday evening, and that means I'm joined by none other than Mr. Anthony Perez. I hope he's sporting a bit of facial hair at the moment. I hope he's <laughs> oh, uh, keeping warm. It's cold yeah, outside. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's got some uh, some groundbreaking stories in the world of Luxembourgish football. Anthony, thanks for joining us. What have you got for us? Here's lots of news with some of the best news going through the week and let's start with a friendly game for our Luxembourg national team uh, we're gonna play against Belgium a few days uh, before the Euro 2024 campaign it's gonna be played the 9th of June at the start uh, Roi Baudouin Brussels for those who wanna go there that's the big one isn't it I don't know I don't right, get a, you get a few we'll get a few buses going to that from from Luxembourg to probably, what do you think probably. I'm gonna go there for sure yeah there we go um, yeah, it's it's a preparation for Belgium before the big tournament. Who knows? Maybe also for Luxembourg. Let's see after the playoffs. Uh, the last duel between them was the 26th of May 2014, so 
uh, 10 years ago almost. And it ended as a 5-1 win for Belgium. Little fun fact, the game in the end didn't count uh, for the FIFA because the trainer from Belgium, Mark Wilmots, did too many substitutions. So that didn't make the, the, the game count. was friendly anyway, but still for the statistics. Let's move on to Kai Merck, um, player from Union Tisus Painting. Really re reminder, he's playing at the Asia Cup as the only player from the national division from Luxembourg. And he played uh, uh, this week against Thailand for the first group stage game. And he was actually in the starting 11. Couldn't, couldn't get a goal as, as the old team uh, lost to Thailand 2-0 and Kai Merck was subbed off in the 54th minute. And now they are playing against Saudi Arabia and last time I checked it was 0-0. I don't know how's the score yet. But we will see later. Jason Rodriguez. It's, yeah, he's in, he's in a bit of trouble again. It's, it's been a while since we last <laughs> talked about it. It was, was pretty quiet. It was a little bit, bit too, too quiet. What's he done now? <laughs> well, not the only one, I believe. Uh, yeah, he could leave Sivaspor after only half a year already. Uh, let me remind he's loaned from Dynamo Kiev uh, in Turkey. But uh, yeah, he's he's been... According to some sources, he's been involved in some problems with the team again. And him and two other players sh could leave the club this winter already. Anthony. Yep. It's not confirmed yet. It's not There's nothing confirmed. It's not confirmed yet. More. But Come he's, on, he's tell us, a, tell us the rumors. I want to hear the rumors. What are they saying? But they're, they're unlike, you know, concrete rumors. There's, I think it was the president or somebody from, from the from the staff, from Zivaspor, he said, I've, I've never seen something like this before a game. But he didn't mention any name. But, you know, Turkish sources saying that Gerson and two other players could leave the club already. And if he, if he would leave now the club, he would be loaned out again because Dynamo Kiev, they aren't playing football right now still. Uh, it will be his 10th station since 2017. So 10 clubs in six years. Uh, I have here the list where he played. Telstar in Netherlands, Sheriff Tiraspol in Moldav Mold Moldova. 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 Yubila Iwata in Japan. For me, it was his best. Uh, he had his uh, best season there. Ankara Gucci in uh, Turkey, where he was uh, also, uh, how he said, kicked out of the club. Trois, he was kicked out of the club. Eyusport, he was loaned. Alweda in Saudi Arabia. See, you know, mm -hmm. all these players going to Saudi Arabia. It's not, it's not thanks to Ronaldo. It's thanks to Jasso Rodriguez. He was the first going there. <laughs> and finally, Sivaspor. Um, yeah, it was a lot of loans since Dynamo Kiev. So, so he's, ah, he's yeah, with, I forgot to mention Dynamo Kiev. <laughs> is, is he with um, Kiev at the moment, but he's on loan for Sivaspor? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's, been, he's been on loan... Um, since well, for, six, for six, less than six months, three. Uh, no, the be season. probably close to a year because presumably that's come around about the war in Ukraine and Russia. That's obviously where. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. But also before the war, he was already loaned uh, to, oh, several, okay. to several clubs. I think it's like since. And what is the reason? Come on, like, is it common knowledge? What are the reasons for him leaving these clubs and stuff like that? As I said, like through three clubs, all of them, he was just kicked out of the club because of bad behavior. You have Trois, Akaraguchi and Fink Telstad. It was the three clubs where he was like just kicked out because of the, his behavior. Yeah, and then the countless times in Luxembourg national team then just came back. You know, I've got nothing personal against him because, you know, it sounds like I don't like him. I don't, I really like uh, his playing style. You know, he's, he's brought a lot for the Luxembourg national team. I don't know how many times he saved us in games like 
alone disqualifiers. He was the top scorer of the team. He didn't even play all the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, well, that's a class. He's a class act. He's on form. He's a class act. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, I don't know if that's the right terminology to use. Certainly, he's a good footballer and he scores good goals and stuff. But unfortunately, looks like he brings a bit of baggage with him. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't know him personally enough to to judge how he really behaves you know well it's actually funny because we've got Gerson you're going to come in yeah you just come in now I'm only joking <laughs> <laughs> man uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, look all you're doing is reporting what we what we hear and stuff like that and unfortunately uh, you know this has to be something teams consider yeah. I mean it gets harder and harder to get these players on board uh, what's the longest spell he's had at a club <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, from the recent clubs, I think it's, well, t- technically Dynamo Kiev because he's been there like since 2019, 2020. So but he's on loan. Of, of, yeah, officially it's Kiev, but from the loans, I think it's Sheriff Tiraspol. I think it was like for two seasons. Okay. Two, one or, nah, I, I, don't, I don't remember how long he's been there. No, 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 it's been one year. I think one year is, is the longest he's ever been. Well. Like since since uh, he left uh, Fallout in 2017. Uh, let's move over to other Luxembourgish players performing in the foreign countries. I'm sorry, I haven't got a lot of BGL news. It's yeah, coming. not till February, yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been a good weekend for our Luxembourg national team players who play in the German divisions. For example, Matthias Olesen wasn't in a team sheet again as Köln lost to Dortmund 4-0. His last time uh, he was in the in the team sheet was the 1st of December against Darmstadt, where they actually won 1-0. Daniel Zinani, a player of St. Pauli, had to see the whole game from the bench as St. Pauli defeated Kaiserslautern 2-0. Staying in the second Bundesliga, it's not Luxembourgish player, but an ex League player, Ryan Philip. I think it's a player I mentioned a lot last season. Uh, scored the winning goal for Braunschweig against Kiel as the game ended 2-1. It's his third goal in his ninth game this season. Luxembourg- well, how, how are they going this year? Are they, are they pushing near the top end of the league? Braunschweig? Wow, I haven't checked enough the, the table yet. I think, I think they're like mid-table team. Uh, Lorient on the other side was in the starting eleven. Uh, lost to Lübeck 2-1 and they are now with Mannheim on a relegation place. Is that, what league is that in, in Germany? Uh, they are third, third division. Third division, Jesus. Third division in Germany isn't actually still, that bad. If you, if, good, yeah. if you could compare it to other countries, they've got really big stadiums and really great atmosphere and also great uh, great um, playing level. Now, it's, it's been a while since some we had some transfer rumours, but I'm not now mentioning every transfer, just one big rumour going around these last days, and it's Arthur Abreu being linked to FD Differdorsch. The leader could get a big quality plus if he joins them, and he knows the club already well because he played for them between 2013 and 2015. Where, what club is he at the moment? Uh, Petanche. Ah... And yeah, if if you if you come to him and you say like yeah, come with us and help us win the title, because I would compare Differdorsch to Leverkusen in Germany because they are still unbeaten in the league, they're in the first place, and only with a tight margin. Uh, I think it's to Düsseldorf, so it would be. It's- you think it's going to heat up? You know, like the end of last year. Do you think you'll see Düsseldorf or uh, and um, obviously Hesper come to the party towards the end of the season, or yeah. do you think? Uh, Def- I, I think will put up a bit, bit of a fight though, right? Depends. You know, Defendant is always like they, they start really well into the year and then comes like a phase 
where they can't win anymore. And then they start winning again, but it's too late, you know. Yeah. But always, it also depends on uh, Dudelot and Esprange because they've been not really consistent sure, on this yeah. first part of the season. Like, uh, for example, Dudelot losing against Mondov was 4-0, 3-0. Um, yeah, there are some games where these big teams were not consistent enough, um, but we'll see. We'll well, see. It was a rocky road for both teams to start yeah, the season, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? It's hard though because you say start of the season, but that wasn't the start of the season for those two clubs, was it? Because, because they'd already played those yeah, European, European football, football game. you know, which was yeah, the, sure. the huge, the huge carrot of obviously trying to qualify for the group stages of of whatever competition. So it's obviously. There seems like there was a bit of a hangover, mm. but now I guess it's time to to get their heads down and hopefully because everybody you, you all want that top spot to go into the yeah, sure. I the, think the Champions League qualifies not because you think you might qualify for the Champions League, but you've got a better chance in the Europa or yeah, in the yeah, Conference League. Isn't it? I think if you're like past the Champions League qualifies on the second round, you've or the third round, you are like for sure in the Conference League qualifies. I talk like being the third one of the Champions League qualifiers is very easy, but yeah. uh, that, I remember like, chatting to Aaron, uh, and he's very interested in it. The financial implications oh, of, yeah. of getting into the group stages of European football are ridiculous. So it's a massive, massive boost for the for the you know for the club if you're able to uh, to do that to get into those yeah. to get into it, and yeah. then even just to pick up points. Like if you pick up, I think if you pick up a point in, in any of the groups, it's worth like half a million euro or something like that. Yeah. You know, which well, if you think sure, so, if you think sure. these Luxembourg teams, how far it could, you know, how far it could get them, you get a, get another, well, even more than a couple of players. Well, it's not even that. You can you pump it into the youth structure, get all the youth. I know you, you mm. use Hesbronge mm-hmm. as an example. The youth structure down yeah. there is mental at the moment. They've got like three teams per age group and stuff like that. So wow. they're obviously doing the right yeah. thing. Sorry, Anthony. No problem. I I haven't got any any. Um Sorry, I haven't got a lot of news uh, left yet. Just the women's indoor final will take place next Saturday in uh, Dudelange, if I ain't wrong. And the finalists are Dickirch, Young Linstar, Entente, WMG, STL, Betambourg and Swift Esprange. No mama will fail to qualify for the finals and the Racing didn't even take part of the tournament. Well, we will stay posted with that. As any any news from Amy? Amy getting back on her, on her wheels? I must, must find out, must find out. As always, we will... Uh, as we get closer to the uh, the start of both the men's and the women's BGL season, we look forward to hearing from you, Anthony. Gents, that is it for this evening. Thank you both for joining me. Uh, you can catch up on this show tomorrow from 10am uh, on Spotify and on the RTL Play. We'll also be back live in the studio on Wednesday. This is show number 163. As always, you can uh, listen to the rest of the team tomorrow. You've got Sam Steams from 6am, Stephen Steps Low at lunchtime, Melissa Dalton with the home stretch at 3 don't forget about Dave Burrow's DB3 sessions and also Sarah Tap and the hangover session. As always, we give a huge shout out to the army of volunteers out there who make our sporting world tick. If you're getting young kids involved in sport and keeping them involved in sport, keep doing what you're doing because they are the future. Until then, gents, it is Cher. 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 Let's talk sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snade.